Toledo. From the Toledo Society, I'm Professor Saeed Khan, and this is 1400 OMG, your guide to what the hell happened in modern Muslim history. In this series, we look into the key events in the Muslim world over the past two centuries and dig deep into some of the root causes of the situation many find themselves in today. Over the next few episodes, we will dive deep into the events that led to the formation of the State of Israel. Together, we will understand the roots of the Palestine-Israel conflict and understand the history of this important region of the Muslim world. The Great Arab Revolt. The Palestinians had had enough. The year was 1936, and they could no longer handle frustrating realities of Jewish migration and British rule over their land. Determined to take that land back, they started a war against the British that lasted for three years. This war was known as the Great Arab Revolt. Within this period of time, the Arabs fought against the combined forces of the British troops as well as Jewish immigrants. In total, 5,000 Palestinians lost their lives, while only 100 Jews perished. It became quite clear at this point that the British were unable to maintain order, peace, and justice in the region. In 1936, the Peel Commission put together a report on the causes of the unrest in Palestine. They concluded that to partition the land and divide it between the Arabs and the Jews was perhaps the best solution. The Jewish state would be from Mount Carmel to Ber Tuvia. It would include Jezreel and Galilee. The Arab state in southern and eastern areas of Palestine would be from the west bank of the Jordan River and include the Negev Desert. The Jews had mixed reactions to this idea, while the Arabs hated it and rejected it wholesale. In 1939, the call for partition was replaced with the idea of an independent Palestine, jointly governed by the Arabs and Jews, something that would materialize within 10 years. This, however, never came to pass, because in the summer of 1939, World War II began. The British found it increasingly more difficult to control Jewish migration after World War II ended in 1945. The oppression and massacre of the Jewish population throughout Europe in the Holocaust sparked panic, consternation, and further anxiety that this could be repeated. The Jews became determined to have their own homeland far away from European rulers. During the war years, from 1940 to 1944 alone, over 75,000 Jews migrated to Palestine from Europe. As more Jews entered the region, the demographics of Palestine began to shift dramatically. In 1922, only 11% of Palestine's 752,000 citizens were Jewish. But by 1948, 32% of the now 1.9 million population was Jewish. And they were determined to have a land of their own in the region to fulfill the promise made in the Balfour Declaration. The British, realizing that they had no control over the situation, were exploring a way to vacate the region while saving face and maintaining its most vital strategic interests, both in the Suez Canal as well as oil in the Persian Gulf. By 1947, the British were now seeking a way out of the British mandate because it was far too costly for it to maintain, as well as the fact that the British were now suffering immense economic hardship back at home as a result of World War II. The British then embarked upon a plan of decolonization throughout much of its empire, including the Indian subcontinent, 
and now also in the Middle East. Within the Jewish community, now even more determined to have their own homeland, extremists started a violent campaign against the British. Between 1940 and 1948, Jewish resistance movements carried out various terrorist acts against British targets. These included an assassination, various kidnappings, and the bombing of the King David Hotel in 1946, housing British diplomats. Beginning in 1947, the British wanted to end the mandate. Working with the Americans, they formed the Anglo-American Committee of Inquiry, which made 10 recommendations for the region. First, a call for immediate effect to be given to the provision of the United Nations Charter, calling for universal respect for and observance of human rights and fundamental freedoms for all without distinction to race, sex, language, or religion. This was intended to gain support from foreign countries to accept Jewish immigrants. Second, 100,000 certificates of immigration to Palestine would be granted to Jews who were escaping Nazi and fascist regimes. Third, that no Jew would dominate Arab and no Arab would dominate Jew in Palestine, that Palestine would be neither a Jewish state nor an Arab state, that the form of government ultimately to be established should, under international guarantees, fully protect and preserve the interests in the Holy Land of Christendom and of the Muslim and Jewish faiths. Fourth, a continuation of the mandate due to violence and instability must occur. Five, that Arab economic, educational, and political development should be equal to that of the Jewish population. Six, that the administration of the mandate with objectives that would not prejudice local populations and to facilitate Jewish migration when conditions were suitable must exist. Seven, that there must be a rescission of land regulations of 1940 and the allowance of freedom of non-discriminatory land transfer and government supervision of holy sites. Eighth, that there is a consultation and cooperation to be gained from the Jewish agency, as well as neighboring Arab states. Nine, that there should be education reform for both Arab and Jewish populations, including mandatory education. And then finally, a warning that violence from either side would be suppressed summarily. These were the recommendations of the Anglo-American Committee of Inquiry, and yet at the same time, they were not implemented. Just a quick note regarding Toledo Society. 1400 OMG is one podcast in a network of podcasts called Toledo Society. To find out more, visit ToledoSociety.com. The UN Partition Plan. With the British determined to leave the region, the Jews were determined to form their own state, and the Arabs were determined to regain authority over the entire region. In 1947, UN Resolution 181 was passed, also to be known as the UN Partition Plan. Palestine was to be divided into three parts. The area around Jerusalem was to be known as a corpus separatum, an international zone, governed neither by Jews nor by Palestinians. 43% of Palestine would be given to the Arabs. It would include all of the highlands except Jerusalem and one-third of the coastal region. 56% of the land was to be given to the Jews. This included most of the fertile lowlands, the Negev Desert, and sole access to the Red Sea. After this division, 
the Arab state would be 99% Arab and 1% Jewish, while the Jewish state would be 45% Arab and 55% Jewish. The international zone would be much more evenly split, 51% Arab and 49% Jewish. The Jewish agency accepted this proposal, but it was rejected by the revisionist Zionists and the Arabs alike. The revisionist Zionists objected, complaining and claiming that the entire ancestral land of Zion was to be given to them. The Arabs, on the other hand, claimed that the entire region was initially theirs, as well as the fact that they were still in the majority. The United Nations put the matter to a vote. The fate of Palestine now lay in the hands of UN voters, and the results came in. 33 for, 13 against, 10 abstained. With the resolution passed, it was now time to implement the partition plan, but it was never fully materialized. Neither Arab nor Jew were happy with the results, and as a result, a civil war broke out on November the 30th, 1947. As we briefly leave the Palestinian crisis, we see the complete collapse of the British mandate. The Palestinians wanted full control over their lands. The Jews too were determined to gain control over their ancestral land. Both sides were now operating off promises they claim were given to them by the British. In the next episode, we will discuss the civil wars that led to the shaping of modern-day Palestine and Israel. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to let us know your thoughts. If you'd like to reach out to us, visit ToledoSociety.com. For the Toledo Society, this is Professor Saeed Khan with 1400 OMG, your guide to what the hell happened in modern Muslim history. Toledo.